Welcome to another episode of Prince Manufacturing Podcast, a continuous series of talks where experts discuss complex topics and processes of manufacturing, cost reduction, best practices, and related matters. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Prince Manufacturing Podcast. Our guest today is Mike Smith who is the uh, business development executive here at Prince Manufacturing. Uh, Mike, would you please uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, thanks, Merrick, for having me. Uh, yeah, I have an extensive background in manufacturing, program management, lean manufacturing. Uh, I've been helping businesses establish manufacturing presence in Mexico for about 15 years. Uh, my background uh, in manufacturing extends over 30 years. Uh, in regards to uh, primarily aerospace, but in the last uh, decade or so, I've uh, had my own business and I've worked for shelter companies in the past. We're branched down into uh, different manufacturing sectors such as medical devices, uh, automotive, electronics, solar, and uh, not forgetting my, my roots, uh, aerospace. Great, thanks, Mike. So today we would like to talk about uh, shelter manufacturing in Mexico. Sure. I know it's a very big field and we introduced and invited Mike to come and share his expertise with us on, on shelter manufacturing in Mexico. So the first, the first question, Mike, for you to kind of explain it to us a little bit is what are some of the uh, facilitating operations in Mexico uh, ways, how, how people can establish themselves to manufacture in Mexico. Is it a straightforward process or do they have different options? Uh, there's primarily four or five different ways of facilitating operations in Mexico. Uh, there's commonly referred to as the green field, which is the uh, formation of a standalone entity in Mexico, which foreign companies have to establish. So green field is Primarily starting off building your own building. Uh, Brownfield uh, is using uh, an existing buildings or either buying or leasing an existing facility, joint venture or contract manufacturing. And of course, there is the, uh, the shelter program, formerly referred to as Nikiladora, uh, as a full manufacturing service that foreign companies can use to establish a manufacturing presence in Mexico. Sure. So just to make it clear, the greenfield, as you mentioned, is a company goes to Mexico all by themselves and then builds from scratch all by themselves and then takes care of all the human resources, all the legal, all the, all the immigration sure. uh, in and out export um, areas, right? Is that, that's what Greenfield applies, implies. Yeah, yeah, basically Greenfield, you know, when, or it's a standalone operation. So yeah. when a company decides that they're going to manufacture in Mexico, uh, it's a formation of a standalone entity in Mexico. So that means you have to, uh, you're basically you're independent. You're, yes. you're going as an independent into Mexico from all, all, all third parties. Uh, you're in total control of your operations from administration to execution of the manufacturing processes. Good. So therefore you, you must handle, you know, all the functions in a foreign country by yourself. And that's, you know, building, you know, finding the building uh, building your team, finding the right, uh, the re right resources. Um, then you get, like I said, you have that legal entity you have to go through. So it's a significant investment up front, mm -hmm. and you're dealing with the day to day, 
uh, barriers such as culture, language, and not always understanding the, how to do business transactions in Mexico. And it also sounds like you have to do a lot of diligence learning about this or you already have to know those things. It's a slower process for sure. I've had a lot of experience with companies who've decided to go on their own. And uh, it's like anything else. When, it, when it's yeah. brand new, you're all excited and you go charging in head first. And uh, a lot of companies make the mistakes. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of times they do have local guidance either through uh, economic development offices in that current state in which they decide to do, uh, to do business. And they provide uh, a good service as well. But uh, once again, the learning curve is quite long, uh, expected to be expensive, expected to be a longer process. And uh, the problem with, it, with, with that is you've gone to Mexico for, for a certain purpose, and that is the manufacture. And up front, you're gonna spend a lot of times, you know, in political offices, administrative offices, and not really focusing on why you're there, and that's the manufacturer. Good point. And also, I would guess that the risk levels of doing business under such a uh, setup is quite high. Yeah, the risks are extremely high. You know, especially, you know, if, if you're not familiar, you know, we, we're all in that situation where we find ourselves in unfamiliar territory. And, uh, you know, we always are very cautious before we take the next step and that draws things out. Um, not understanding um, the regulatory compliance, not understanding uh, the legal and tax implications in Mexico, hiring and firing practices in Mexico. Um, just to name a few, if you're not familiar with those, uh, you mm -hmm. could be tied up in either litigation, long waiting lines and, uh, yeah, like I said, the exactly. whole idea of going to Mexico is to set up manufacturing and uh, not to be in bureaucratic lineups and processes. Yeah, just focus on what you're good at. So the second type you mentioned, brownfield, and it seems to me that it's very similar to the greenfield, but you're just buying existing business. Yeah. You the, still have to do all the stuff by yourself. Absolutely. You know, the only difference is, I think I used this scenario the other day in conversation, is when it's like buying a car, either buying a new car or a used car. At the end of the day, you're still responsible yes. for the cost for the cost of ownership and the risk that you take with associating the car. So what the only difference yeah. is, you know, you may have a building which has all the wiring in it already, all the all the services, uh, all your docks, all your power transformers, um, all your hydraulic lines and airlines, and maybe be already in place. Mm -hmm. You may have. Uh, a legal agreement uh, or a lease in, in place or a landlord who has been familiar with uh, leasing or selling to a, um, a company before. Mm -hmm. So that may cut down time, but it does not cut down on, on, on the risk. It, it's still there. It's still yeah. there. It's still a, a social process. But if you're, you know, determined to be on your own in Mexico, it is an alternative. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So I think the third option <clears throat> was joint venture or some sort of a sub subcontract through um, something, uh, you know, partnering with existing entity already yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are some pitfalls of that? Huh. You know, there, there's are, there are advantages and there are, are, are some pitfalls. Uh, the advantages are if you have a good relationship with uh, with a company that you've been doing business with. Uh, for quite some time. There are a lot of companies that will open their doors and 
allow you to come in and they provide some form of you know industrial concierge service where they, they provide some some floor space for you the labor um they're in a usually a familiar like business mm -hmm. so they so you go in and you develop some sort of a, a partnership agreement that you'll have shared labor share mm -hmm. you know accommodation looks like having a roommate and uh, mm -hmm. we all know it's like having a roommate there's mm -hmm. days where you know things don't quite go so well and mm -hmm. uh it, it can be quite risky. Um, it's once again, it's it's a legal entity aspect of things. Of uh, it's 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 cost sharing. It's um, you know it, it's a legal agreement. You have to definitely have a clear cut, uh, clear cut, uh, ironclad contract agreement between uh, the person that you're going to mm -hmm. you know have that agreement with. It's signage on the door. Uh, recognizing that you, that your company's there, um, it's it, it's sharing. It, it, you, you put your intellectual property at risk. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of times, you know, the people who do the joint venture may have been a supplier. You go in there, there's a as a higher tier. You know, you're you're at risk of maybe losing some of your um, potentially sensitive company data mm -hmm. per se. And once again, it's always. Even you're a similar type field uh, when it comes to quality, uh, when it comes to um, delivery, just put yourself in a position. If you're both late on a delivery and your customers yelling at you to, you know, make a delivery, if you're not there at the building and you're using shared resources, who do you think is going to get, you know, the priority in order to get those parts out first? Uh, so there there are some legal impl uh, implications on that um from my own uh experience joint ventures have never turned out great as mm -hmm. a risk percentage they're probably on the lower scale uh, contract manufacturing it's different you know it's different because uh, it's like subcontracting in um in the u.s canada or europe but you're using you're using a supplier in Mexico. You have to be very familiar with that mm -hmm. uh, supplier. You have to do your due diligence. You have to understand their processes, their quality, and their controls, and uh, you know be very tight reined on your control processes. Uh, it isn't is it an option short term, or it's something that if you're looking, you know, just you know, I, I always look at products that, for example, they're on a maturity life cycle, and if you're trying to create capacity in your own facilities subcontracting uh, to a supplier in Mexico has always been a good option if you're considering going to Mexico you know, in, in long term. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of OEMs or tier ones uh, will require their suppliers uh, to have a low cost uh, strategy, mm -hmm. subcontracting to Mexico uh, to a supplier down there could be could be, could be one of those uh, factors that actually helps you meet your cost competitive um, requirement with with your customer. Great, and then that brings us to number four, and that's our topic of discussion today: is okay. shelter shelter program, shelter manufacturing program, and that wow. leads us to a second question. And tell us about how does it work, what is the risk level, and what does it involve? Okay, well, as I said, I've been working in supply chain for, for, for many years. And I was working for a very large uh, tier one supplier in the aerospace industry. 
And one of my first jobs in Mexico was to build a supply base for uh, the facilities that were being built to support their, their, their company. So my job was to help foreign companies establish a manufacturing presence to support the, the, the factories down there. And I first started off and I was uh, very new to this process is doing just that, providing the four options and letting the companies make their own decisions. Uh, numerous times I received phone calls after companies establishing going to Mexico saying, Mike, I have no guidance. Where, you know, what do I, where do I go for this? Where do I go for that? Who do I trust? Am I doing this right? And uh, through my experience, I did have the opportunity to work with a number of shelter companies. And the services that a full shelter uh, service offers, in my mind, was probably the most common sense approach for foreign companies looking to establish a manufacturing in, in, in Mexico. It provided you know, lower risk. It provided you more options, stability, and security. Um, I know myself, if I had my own company and I was going to Mexico, I would definitely consider looking at a shelter service for sure. Uh, it, remain, it allows you to remain uh, in full ownership and control over your manufacturing processes. Um, you know, a lot of times your, your full uh, shelter service provider um, is fully aware of the government's uh, support programs uh, on, on taxation and accounting legal services, they know the regulatory compliance. Some full shelter programs do offer, mostly in, in manufacturing communities, will offer uh, buildings. Uh, some companies will, uh, shelter companies will help you find buildings, negotiate your lease, lease it on your behalf, or you have the option of you know, leasing it directly yourself. But at least you have somebody in there you know, with you who knows you know, the real estate, knows the locations and knows the ramifications. You know, um, also when you become under a shelter company, that shelter company becomes your legal entity in Mexico. And that's really the key is that you don't have to set up a legal entity in Mexico on your own. You become that legal entity uh, under your shelter provider. Uh, with that, you get, um, their EMEX and their EVA and their OEA certifications, which allows you uh, the ability to, to bring in goods and export goods um, into Mexico through their, through their EMEX. Um, many of them, for example, Prince Manufacturing has 35 years experience in doing business in Mexico. So if I'm working with a, with a full service provider and they have 35 years of business doing uh, manufacturing in Mexico and they cross the border on a daily, weekly basis, that takes, it, that takes a, a huge weight off my shoulders. Going back to previous questions about people coming in on their own, one of the biggest issues that a lot of clients uh, always said was their Achilles heel was import-export, was understanding the paperwork, bringing goods into Mexico, manufacturing them and exporting them back out. Um, under shelter service, the company that shelter company that you're under is your legal entity and they are the importer of record into Mexico. So they import goods on your behalf and they export goods on your behalf as well. And as I mentioned earlier, 
all the challenges which comes with with that you know falls on their shoulders and lessens the risk of the of the manufacturer themselves so it also reduces the um, the learning curve of, of doing business in Mexico uh, you're up and running a whole lot faster uh, hiring uh, the aspect uh, HR I said taxation um, is all handled by your manufacturing service provider or your, or your shelter provider. So um, as a you know, from, from my, my, my point of view, any foreign company looking to establish a manufacturing presence in Mexico definitely needs to review the shelter program. Uh, there are many different shelter providers out there. Do your due diligence and uh, see what services are offered. Um, get testimonial, uh, ask who their client bases are. And um, yeah, and, 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 and like I said, do your due diligence, ask mm -hmm. the questions. Great, thanks, Mike. So it sounds, it sounds like to, to put it in a very simple terms is if I'm a, a foreign company like US or Canada-based company or even European company, and I want to do business in Mexico, I could call you, call Prince and say, I want to make my product in Mexico. And then it sounds like you guys set me up with floor space, with all the legal papers, with export import, sure. as well as you give me people, human, human talent. Yep. And then all I do is just move my, move my machinery, move my mm -hmm. uh, intellectual property, and then I, you know, I supervise everybody. They do the work, and uh, how do I how do I pay shelter for their services? Well, you you know, yeah, you you've uh, given me a good segue there to, to you know elaborate a little bit more on what we said. But with working with the uh, the shelter service, when uh, when uh, companies contact Prince, most of the time, the uh, the calls are directed to me. Uh, I, I get to know the customer, understand their what what their products are, why. They want to come to Mexico. Understand what their 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 um, their strategy is. Is it short term? Is it long term? You know what is what is their manufacturing uh, product? Understanding the product, understanding their needs, uh, is is very key. Nobody likes surprises, especially when you're a foreign company wanting to set up a branch of your business in a foreign country. Um, it's like sending your uh, your firstborn off the off the college. You have all those worries, you know. Do they have a, Do they have a safe place to stay? You know, will you know? Will, will they have everything they need? Will all the amenities be there for them if they need it? Right. Right. Um, that's one thing about the uh, the shelter service, is they have that. There's a huge questionnaire we go to go through. Uh, one of the things like I strongly suggest is after we have the introductory phone call on, you know, your interest in going to Mexico. There's a wonderful webinar. You know which uh, we host that uh, goes through about a 30, 30 minute presentation uh, on uh, who we are, what we do, what services we offer. And then um, we also have what we call a shelter questionnaire as we go through and we ask our clients a number of questions that help will help will determine you know their needs and their cost in Mexico. Uh, how big of how much floor space are they going to need? The uh, building. What's what's the building requirements? 
Uh, how many people, as you said, what, you know, what, what's, what's the skill set requirements and um, how, what's the frequency of import of, of, of raw materials uh, into Mexico? What's the export um, timing? If they have machinery to bring into the, into the, uh, into the country, we could provide assistance with that. We help them with the logistics aspect. Uh, we, like I said, we, we do have relationships with, uh, with uh, US-Mexico uh, customs. So customs regulations, you know, we have all, uh, all that services and also all the regulatory compliances. You know, I always ask the question, you know, what, do, what, you know, what is the needs of your manufacturing uh, processes? Are there any environmental concerns? Uh, so we, we have that questionnaire we have to go through. So we understand the needs of the client. That's very, very important. We need to understand mm -hmm. our client, your needs, your expectations, your product, your manufacturing process. Then we can start that relationship. Primarily, why are people making those phone calls? They have a cost reduction strategy that they're trying to meet. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're seeing, what we've seen over a number of years is uh, Mexico being um, a close proximity in North America to the North American market uh, for Canada and in the, in the US and for foreign countries uh, coming to North America to reduce uh, overall lead time regards to uh, shipping. Mm -hmm. in the last number of years, we've seen issues with uh, trade tariffs, customs. Uh, we've seen um, a lot of companies wanting to reshore from, from Asia China, mm -hmm. particular, mm -hmm. back into uh, U.S. and Mexico uh, for cost-competitive reasons as well. Um, so you know we need to understand that. Are you currently manufacturing somewhere else? Mm -hmm. You know, and looking to, to repatriate back into uh, into North America. Mm -hmm. But uh, these are the things that you know we go through as questions to make sure that we completely understand the needs of our clients. Uh, before moving ahead with, with, with the costing operations. Um, so that's where, that's where we are with that. Gotcha. Next. Okay. So the next, the next thing I was going to ask you about, it sounds like you already talked a lot about different advantages of operating on the shelter, but what would you say are the three main advantages of operating on the shelter? Uh, well, Three, okay. I, I usually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a digit guy. <laughs> you know, first, you know, uh, the, the advantage it's it's a fast setup under a shelter. You know, is working with a shelter provider uh, can help eliminate those those hurdles as I mentioned earlier. So if you're looking for a fast, quick setup in Mexico, um, yeah, working with a shelter uh, service provider is probably the fastest, cleanest, most effective way to get up and running in, in, in Mexico. Um, you know, it radically reduces the time spent for permits, you know, uh, regulatory compliance, permits, and construction. Um, definitely, probably, uh, you know, the reason why I didn't put this one number one uh, is because I don't want always to think about money, but lower cost. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a cost competitive strategy in most mm -hmm. cases. So people are looking for that cost competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
it is lower cost uh, to operate uh, to operate in Mexico under a shelter. Uh, it's it's lower cost in most cases because of the number of services which are provided under one uh, under one service provider rather having to go out and subcontract or contract your different services uh, import export HR taxation accounting um, you know it's all done by your service provider where if you had to do that on your own you know you're, you're hiring accountants you're hiring mm -hmm. you're hiring lawyers you're hiring brokers you know lower cost overall uh, easy management of labor the thing is, the labor laws in Mexico are different than in Canada, U.S., and Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, social service requirements, uh, number of hours, uh, the, the whole labor law, uh, import, export, just the different types of causes, uh, uh, diff different co uh, costs. You know, having a, a service provider there that can help you administrate those uh, those requirements, you know, in my opinion, is priceless. Mm -hmm. uh, managing labor, uh, managing labor in a foreign country mm -hmm. has its challenges. So uh, working with a service provider that has, for example, print 35 years of manufacturing, you know, experience in Mexico uh, knows a few things or two about uh, managing labor. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, um, you know, when I say the managing labor, it's understanding the skill sets, it's understanding the culture. Mm -hmm. And that's where I've seen a, a lot of, uh, of issues of foreign companies coming to Mexico, not understanding the culture. Uh, so that could cause a lot of, lot of issues as well. Um, flexibility and scalability of working with a shelter company is huge. Mm -hmm. You can focus in on production. Scalability, you know, is a lot quicker in under a shelter program because you, you know what your costs are mm -hmm. right like i said 35 years experience we know what the costs are it's not something that you that you have an uncertainty and you have to forecast for it's it's something that we know and we can pass on um it's an access to expertise mm -hmm. you know uh that's priceless mm -hmm. you know I, i'm a big uh person when it comes to uh to mentor relationships and uh working under a shelter company is, is, is very similar to having a mentor is you have someone there to ask questions all the time um you know I, I know myself going down to mexico you know developing my network and being able to uh, have access to expertise and experts in certain fields has been priceless yes so be, so being able to have you know someone as a service provider that has expertise in the areas that you need for manufacturing and shipping uh is priceless so those mm -hmm. you know those would have to be my, my, my top five reasons for going to a shelter mm -hmm. you know it right. start fast uh, as a fast startup lower cost managing your labor you know more flexibility and scalability and also instant access to uh, to experts in the field. Yeah, I like what you said about uh, access to experts in the field in pretty much in every area of the business. Uh, so where you remain expert in your manufacturing 
space. But yeah, you rely on uh, all the other experts that help you actually run the business. And one yeah, of the absolutely, very, and that's yeah. that's what you want. You know what? When you, you know, a lot of companies will want to send an expat down to run mm -hmm. the processes. Yes. Um, or have you know the be their plant manager supervisor. You want that person doing what they do best, and that's exactly. implementing manufacturing processes in order to get your cost, your quality, and delivery on time to your clients. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you don't want them at social services office or a legal or a lawyer's office. No. Plant. You want to focus in on what you do best, and that's manufacturing, exactly. and you know, and leave the, leave the rest of it to your service provider. That's what you're paying their fees for. Exactly. Right? So you know what? That's uh, that, that's very very key. One of the uh, potential customers that I remember when I went to Mexico and he came there to visit the facility, uh, he, the, his motivation to, to explore options coming under shelter was um, that he was looking to retire and he had two sons that he wanted to continue to be successful in the business. And he thought that, you know, moving from his U.S. operations to Mexico, it would be like giving those guys a huge team of experts in how to run the business. And then they would just focus on doing the product that they were producing. So it was like, wow, that's a very interesting reason why you want to go to shelter. But it uh, absolutely. Sense. Absolutely. We've done the same thing, Merrick. Is, um, I don't know what it's. I'm Canadian. Uh, I live in here in Canada. I've had a lot of manufacturing experience, once again, in uh, US, Mex U.S. and Mexico as some in, uh, in Europe as well, is that uh, we started to see a decline in, in skilled labor. And uh, we've also started to see a huge decline in succession planning yes. in, in, in manufacturing. Um, as you mentioned, the, the, the acquaintance that you had, had this business wants to pass it on and things have changed. Mm -hmm. uh, they may not, you know, they, they want to leave a legacy. They want to, you know, continue on the business a lot of times it all comes down to cost competitiveness and technology. Um, having that opportunity, we've, you know, I've had the um, opportunity to work with companies that have gone to their uh, local economic development office and said, look, it, I struggle to remain competitive in a global market. I need to do something. Mm -hmm. And we, are afraid to pack up and move our complete business, you know, to China or to Mexico. Um, I, I started this business when I immigrated from Europe. I've raised a family here. I don't want to shut the doors. You know, my, 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 my son or, or daughter depends on the next generation of business, but you know, what can I do? Mm -hmm. uh, many times uh, by offering a shelter program to, uh, to these companies, has actually saved the business rather mm -hmm. than putting them out. And mm -hmm. in terms of that was that they took, they took a look at their existing products that they've been making for years and realized that they weren't competitive in the market. So they took a certain product line and mm -hmm. moved it to Mexico under a shelter, mm -hmm. created capacity under their existing brick and mortar went to their customer and said, look, at, we want to offer you a cost reduction to remain competitive, mm -hmm. use the benefit of low-cost labor and the, and the cost savings that they're going to get into Mexico, and use that to get new business from mm -hmm. their clients. 
by moving out that business, they created capacity. So they were able to keep the doors open. Mm -hmm. And what they did as their business started to grow and they established a manufacturing presence in Mexico, they were able to start feeding more mature business from their uh, company in Canada down into Mexico. Mm -hmm. And because of their cost structure, their cost structure and also uh, their, their quality, they were able to generate more business with not only their existing client, mm -hmm. but new clients, yeah, you know, they, right. they, mm -hmm. and you know, so it was a win-win situation. Yeah, um, so uh, that's what I've seen a lot of companies do and become very successful at it and to remain competitive in a global market was just to take a, a certain product line, move it mm -hmm. to Mexico. And that's one thing that we didn't, we, we didn't uh, touch on America is that when you come in into Mexico under a shelter program, you're not on the hook because for, for owning your own building. Mm -hmm. If you decide that after, you know, two years, three years, five years, that you know, this isn't really working out for you, mm -hmm. you can go home, mm -hmm. right? You can just and pack up can... and say, look at, you know what? It's not working out for me. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We'll help you ship your, your equipment back to uh, your, your home country. Mm -hmm. And you're not left with, you know, all these loose ends because your shelter company is responsible for the labor. Mm -hmm. So they'll help you deal with any sort of severance that, mm -hmm. that's required. Mm -hmm. The transportation, the taxation, everything that you need, you know, you, that, everything that that company helped you do to come into the company mm -hmm. and into the country are also there to help you exit the company smoothly mm -hmm. and cleanly at a lower risk. And exactly. you know what? That's that's a huge thing. That's huge a really way. huge that's, thing. That's why we can say that doing the business this way is lower risk uh, than yeah. than the other ways. And and you probably you heard Mike say that you can actually pack up your equipment and ship it back. Yeah, and absolutely. That's one feature is you own your equipment no matter what, and you take it back whenever you yeah you're ready. Things don't work out. You're not stuck. Right. You know, I, with a I'm huge like, mess. Like I said, you know, I, 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 you have a friend to help you come yes. set up. And yes. If things don't work out, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're very empathetic. We understand right. that things don't work out 100% all the time for people. That's so, right. you know what? We, we, we help you exit as graciously as we did to help you uh, to enter into the, into the country. And I just want to quickly mention, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little more in the next podcast when we talk about manufacturing in China. But I'm sure you've heard uh, horror stories of uh, businesses wanting to exit China and reclaim their equipment. And that was uh, uh, very difficult to do, if not impossible in some cases. So yeah. you definitely don't have those horror stories with, with manufacturing no. in Mexico. No, you know, that's one advantage about Mexico too. To US and Canada, it's in close proximity to uh, to both countries, uh, we have great trading relationships uh, yeah. with, uh, with with Mexico. I think um, the U.S. Uh, Mexico is uh, the third largest trading partner to the U.S. Uh, behind Canada. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of the, also a very large trading partner with uh, with Canada. Mexico is a large trading partner with Canada as well. And the thing is, you're not dealing with um, that long distance travel. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, you're not dealing with a lot of language barriers. Um, 
lot of work ethic and culture is very, very similar. You know, um, it just gives you that, that flexibility. What we're seeing now uh, in the last year, year and a half is this, you know, movement from China. You mentioned a lot of companies are just wiping their hands and walking away and leaving their stuff there. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we don't want to see that happening. And let's face it, we are also in the middle of a pandemic, you know, and uh, that has definitely changed the playing field somewhat. Uh, and it, it will for, for a while still. Um, so traveling isn't as uh, prevalent as it used as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Working with a shelter company uh, such as Prince um, in close proximity to the U.S. and Canada, that travels not as necessary as I would say it would be in China. Um, we could do a lot via Zoom and webcast. You know, um, there are certain travel restrictions that we can, you know, have uh, lenience with. So this is something that, you know, that still provides an option in the near future and in, in the future to come as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Very good. So, Mike, we still have a lot of issues to talk about, but maybe what I'll propose is we will uh, wait to answer those issues during our next uh, session, next podcast. Yeah. But kind of in, in closing, wrap it up, I just want to... You can collect your thoughts because I will ask you to summarize it, if, you know, whatever you would like to leave the people with. But I just want to remind the people to, um, if, if anybody is interested in discovering and learning more about um, Prince Shelter Manufacturing, you know, please let us know. Go to our website, princemanufacturing.com, and sign up for a webinar or fill out the contact form and mention there that you would like to uh, receive a personalized webinar and that's basically means it, you and whoever from your organization uh, and us it will be Mike myself and a couple of other experts from Prince Manufacturing we set up a zoom call something like uh, what we're doing right now and then we'll go through a lot more detail about us about Prince Manufacturing as well as about uh, making uh, you successful in in Mexico uh, we also will share with you some of the success stories of our of, of our clients. So that's kind of what I'd like to invite you guys to do. Um, and uh, yeah, so Mike, from my end, I would just ask you to, uh, you know, give us the last few um, final words, and, uh, okay. and we will uh, wrap it up this this episode. Okay. Well, Eric, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, this is a subject I'm very passionate about. Uh, I've had, you know. A number of years experience doing this and helping companies uh, set up manufacturing in Mexico. Um, do your due diligence, ask the questions, uh, make sure that um, there's no such thing as a silly question. Uh, we will continue to have these podcasts. Um, we will find different subjects uh, that our uh, potential clients are asking us to touch on. I will talk. Uh, in next episodes, you know, a little bit more about uh, hiring, firing practices. We'll talk about taxation. We'll talk about uh, import, export, uh, whatever concerns or questions that we're seeing uh, post to us uh, via our, our, our website. But uh, I look forward to our, our next podcast and uh, 
looking forward to hearing from any companies out there that are interested in setting up a manufacturing presence in Mexico via shelter or subcontract manufacturing. I think what we'll do next uh, podcast, America, is we'll elaborate a little bit more on one of the unique uh, service offerings that Prince has, which is a, a form of a hybrid shelter service, which is a manufacturing slash shelter program. So I'll save those details for our next podcast and uh, look forward to our next chat. Excellent. Thank you very much. And just to let people know, the way they can contact Michael is go to the website princemanufacturing.com and then go to contact page, fill out your information and in the note, make a note that you would like to uh, get in touch with, with Michael Smith and we'll, we'll connect you with him for a direct communication. Uh, thanks, Mike, again so much for your expertise and uh, what you have shared on uh, Prince Manufacturing uh, Shelter Services in Mexico. Okay. Thanks for having me, Merrick. Thank you for listening. Sign up to receive Prince Manufacturing content through our newsletter and social media. If you wish to discuss your manufacturing needs, our experts are available for a complimentary consultation. Visit princemanufacturing.com.